0: If you're interested in sponsoring how you play the game, please email us at podcast at Your sponsorship may be tax deductible. Please remember, these episodes are considered for mature audiences only. There is some language and some mature discussion. Coming to you live, and by live I mean pre-recorded, from our secret bunkers where... People who are very, very important hideout, welcome to a very secret special episode of How You Play the Game, the official podcast of the OSU Foundation Incorporated. Yours truly, Jack Furlong, with you as we talk to you about what's going on as far as the world of sportsmanship is concerned. This is, I don't know what day it is, I don't know what month it is, it's an episode and it's coming out and uh, you're just going to have to deal with that information.
1: Was it, June?
0: June uh, 8th? 8th. Okay, yeah. June 8th. Guess what? We've 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 still thrown the uh, the the calendar out the window, the two episodes per month out the window until uh, until uh, life returns to normal. So uh, our mm-hmm. listeners are just getting it when they get it. You might have and to they, add that get that out.
1: what you get, what you don't get up and you don't get upset.
0: Exactly, exactly. So Karen, you you can't speak to a manager, right? And uh, let's see. As always, you can find us on the interweb since there's not a lot else to do. Which is uh, osafoundation.org. Social media is facebook.com/osafoundation. Twitter and Instagram are both at osafoundation. Hashtag how you play the game. You can always email us at podcast@osafoundation.org. At and always across the way from me, and by across the way I mean on the computer in his special bunker, returning from the dead. Our producer engineer, Mr. Sean Ryan. Hello, Sean. It's great to be alive again. That's amazing, isn't it?
1: Um, I have dealt with bronchitis for the last, uh, well, I've been over it for a few weeks now, but what felt like forever, like six weeks. Wow. And I'm pretty sure I had coronavirus. I just haven't gotten the antibodies test.
0: Now, when you had it, did you uh, get Lyme disease with it?
1: no i didn't get corona with a side of lime
0: okay see uh that joke cost us an additional 25.94 plus shipping and tax and uh that's the budget at work right there yeah yeah
1: but um yeah so i i feel much better now uh it it felt like it was never going to go away but finally it it did and you've experienced bronchitis and you can attest to how crippling that is
0: oh it's 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 horrendous um you know and uh, i know I, I i had it when i was younger but you know you get it you still you get a an inhaler sometimes and mm-hmm. and you and i as as wind players for uh, as as musicians oh forget it i couldn't yeah. play
1: for weeks yeah I, I couldn't even i mean just just walking was exhausting because yeah. i'd lose my breath so quickly
0: were you wheezing too yeah 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 that's in the that's, middle of it towards yeah. the
1: end, it got much better, but okay it was it was <laughs> i've I've never thought it's one of those things where you never really know how bad it is until you get it oh yeah, because of bron- I'm like, oh bronchitis, that's like laryngitis right <laughs> and i'm and 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 then I got it, and I'm like, no, no, nope. no, they're completely <laughs> different. <laughs>
0: And one, bronchitis is much worse one one is a very debilitating disease that affects your lungs and makes you feel like death and the other is bronchitis, bronchitis right? yeah <laughs> now did you when you had when you thought you had uh the coronavirus did did mm-hmm. your uh housemate get it as well no really didn't show
1: symptoms or at least maybe maybe she did but didn't show symptoms
0: she was she was probably asymptomatic if anything at all yeah yeah
1: so i don't know i um and i didn't i didn't at first i just thought it was the flu and then um then i the, and then i was as it was going on i was like i've never had shakes and shivers this bad before and like night sweats like i i had to wash the mattress that's how bad it was
0: Sh- shakes and shivers is actually the name i used to dance under ah yeah
1: so so then my so then my doctor recommended after i went to her for my bronchitis right i was like i've never had bronchitis after a flu before and i know it's relative can be common Mm -hmm. um but i've never had i've never felt this sick for this long before and she recommended i get the test but i didn't get tested till like three and a half weeks later so by then it was out of my system right so but i'm I had to have had it. I mean, it's it just, I've never been that sick before.
0: You know, what's funny is that you, I mean, you, you, you're you going off of intuition that that's what you had. And your, you know, your girlfriend did not have any signs or symptoms of anything, mm-hmm. you know? And I mean, it just, it's its crazy. I mean, yeah. listen, we, we don't have to sit here and argue semantics over the political sides of the coronavirus, but, you know, I think it's safe to say that, Uh, there's definitely something out there and we're still, you know, we're scratching our head a little bit. Yeah. You know, I
1: I think it's, it's, I think it's, it's, I think, what is it? 40% of people who get it are asymptomatic, Yeah, but are just as likely to spread it as someone who does show symptoms. Right. So it's, it is dangerous. Um, I think the more we know about it and the more we, uh, Especially after the vaccine comes out, the more we know about it, the better we can learn how to defend against it, right? And return to a life of normalcy, albeit the new normal.
0: But which I I hate that term. I I I know, know, but it's yeah.
1: I mean, it's it should be just what we've been, what we should have been doing all along.
0: I know, and that's the thing that when when you know when I deal with people who are freaking out over this stuff. You know, I've been a card-carrying germaphobe for 15 years, and I've paid my membership dues on time every single year. And you know, okay, David Putty, and 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 for (laughs) for the record, uh, you can deduct those from your taxes. So yeah, 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 just so just so you know. But um, you know, yeah, it's it's real simple. If you do the following things, you're probably going to be okay. Wash your hands, okay. Wash your hands after you use the bathroom. Wash your hands before and after you eat. Wash your hands. Uh, you know, if you're going to be uh, shaking hands or you know touching a lot of surfaces that have a lot of traffic on them, just wash your hands. Use it. Use a hand sanitizer. Um, you know, you, you do that, and you don't touch your your face. You don't touch your eyes, nose, mouth, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're probably going to be okay. Yeah. You know, just be just be clean and careful. You know, and 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 that's as how simple it has to be. I, won't, right. I don't even have to get into, you know, the other stuff. You don't even have to get into masks. You don't even have to get into mm-hmm. sanitizing surfaces, you know, just, just very simple things and you know, that, that we should all be doing regularly, mm-hmm. and this thing probably goes away very, very quickly. Right. You know? I, would,
1: I would say that, though, if you're in a public place and it's crowded –
0: Stay six feet away. Should,
1: yeah, and you should probably be wearing a mask if you're all next to each other.
0: Well, if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna be humping them, right? You know, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna edit this you're out, gonna right? Exert, yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna, if
1: you're, if you're at, at rated M for mature. That's right. what This is gonna okay. be because I that's don't feel like
0: editing, editing anything. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I respect that. Yeah. Just please remember to say it at the beginning okay. and I'll put it in. Yeah. I mean, you're the one who has the clip just to say, please remember these episodes. Oh yeah. The so Dead there's Bird.
1: editing either way. Great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you lose good day, sir.
1: I lose.
0: Yeah. Anywho moving yeah. on. Um, so, you know, we look at the, the state of sports right now. And, and, you know, we obviously don't have a lot to talk about when it comes to sportsmanship because the world as it is right now is so different. We obviously are under different circumstances and thus mm-hmm. we don't have regular sports uh, to really give us, you know, anything major to talk about. You know, mm-hmm. we, it's, there's, it's not like we can sit here and dissect You know korean baseball and what's going on over there with with any sportsmanship issues um you know even though youth sports are very slowly coming back uh you know there's there's still a lot of hoops to jump through you know i was explaining yesterday to somebody that you know although the although various governors may give the okay to return to normal with youth sports Uh, in certain respects, you know, there are a lot of other entities that still have to sign off. You know, a lot of local municipalities still have to allow the return at their complexes. Uh, the, 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 the leagues have to say it's okay. The insurance companies have to say it's okay. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that has to happen. It's not, it's, it's not just, you know, the governor says, Hey, you can do it. And then all of a sudden it's back to normal, Mm -hmm. you know, um, so, so we, you know, we. I guess the point I'm trying to make is that we still don't have a lot to talk about. We're mm-hmm. still, you know, kind of like, okay, you know, we we just take it as it comes, and it, you know, when we, we go from there. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I I think that some of the stuff that we can talk about today is that we're we're looking at the the sports that are trying to restart, and the dynamics of sportsmanship as it pertains to those and i think that's a good place to start as we try and you know get this going again you Mm -hmm. know the 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 nba and the nhl are in a pretty good place you know uh they have uh proposed and accepted systems uh to return uh they're still working out some of the kinks and whatnot and that's you know that's normal it's not it's, nobody looks at it and says that this isn't going to happen but they have you know they're basically saying okay uh the nba is saying uh there are 22 teams that can still win an nba championship so they're going to be the ones to come back and play the other ones sorry you're done till next season mm-hmm. and um they're all going to get together down in walt disney world and play a makeshift remainder of the regular season and then they have a new playoff format and whatnot and, and that's fine you know and the nhl is trying to work through stuff as well that's very very similar and that's you know that's totally fine and uh and and you know they're they're trying to make good on it because they were what 75 percent of the way done with their regular season and they, they just want to kind of finish that out and then get the playoffs going and then they can you know hopefully if, you know everything goes according to plan resume you know, normal operations at the beginning of the next season, you know, and that's, and that's great. So, so kudos to them for trying to make this work. Um, you know, I would encourage everybody to just have patience because, uh, I think in, in both of those scenarios, uh, you know, they still have a couple of things to work out, but, uh, it's looking pretty good, you know, so, so I, you know, so that's great. And, um, you know, just just hang tight, and, and it, it'll be back to no, back to normal before you know it. It looks like it's going to basketball is going to happen around July. Um, you know, I think hockey still has a couple of more things to work out before that. I know I know they're opening facilities, but I don't know if they have a have a date set yet for when things are going to happen. But you know, mm-hmm. it is what it is, and and you know, I think that uh, we'll be we'll, we'll be there before you know it.
1: So it sounds like the gears are turning.
0: Exactly exactly you know they're you know they're they're working together and 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 they don't have the same uh logistical nightmares that baseball has that's that's really where our focus is today right because um i would
1: imagine because baseball is a summer sport right now it out of i mean that's i'm sure that's one of the big reasons
0: well you know you look at the amount of the regular season that was completed in both basketball and hockey and for them it was, you know, we got three quarters of this stuff done. So let's just, you know, wrap it up and, and, and get going. So the players and the unions and whatnot, they're not looking at this like they stand to lose anything. They're just kind of like, all right, you know, let's, uh, let's finish this off and restart. And, you know, nobody really loses anything. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and so they're, they're really negotiating in good faith and trying to just, you know, hammer out some of the details and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so, so they don't, you know, the players aren't looking at this from a standpoint of saying we're going to lose all this money. And, you know, it's, it's just not the the circus that major league baseball is major league baseball's issue is that their season never started. Um, mm-hmm. Their season is normally a six month marathon of 162 games followed by a one month sprint of playoffs in order to determine a champion. Um, you know, they, they start in mid-February with spring training, uh, and then they're usually done by Halloween to, to wrap everything up, and then they pretty much get all of November, December, January, and the first half of February off. Um, and there are a lot of issues that, the, that both the players union and the owners are facing. And to kind of summarize it as I was researching it, we are in – a very dangerous place because it looks like if someone doesn't bend or break soon, we're going to have another 1994 where there's going to be a strike, and you know we're gonna we. It's very possible at this point that the entire 2020 season is going to be canceled, uh, and that the players will not resume normal activities until spring training of 2021. At which point, I believe the current collective bargaining agreement expires following the 2021 season. Mm. And then negotiations could be very contentious at that point. Um, mm. You know, the, 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 the problems that they're facing right now are that the players uh, you know, negotiated in good faith when uh, when we were beginning the, the pandemic that um, they should, they, they would take a, a pay cut which you know made sense to them. They said we will we will gladly take a cut uh, because of this, but they figured that that would be the only cut that they would have to take. They negotiated thinking that that's that's it. They did not expect to have to go back to the negotiation table to take another cut following uh, you know the potential to resume. And the owners are crying poverty, saying that because we don't have fans we're losing we're going to lose so much money that we cannot afford to pay players the prorated salaries upon which we agreed when we shut down operations in the first place so there is this volley going back and forth of suggesting how do we restart now the owners are very much set on Reducing salaries even more, and keeping the postseason in October, and the reason for that is that if there is the potential that we could get another wave of the coronavirus, they don't want to cancel the postseason. And it looks like that potential could occur, you know, as we get into the, the colder months. You know, October is obviously not the warmest month from the get-go, but as we approach the middle of winter. They don't want that hanging over them because they make the most money in the postseason television revenue and everything is so high that they cannot afford to lose that. So the sooner they play that, the the smaller, the chance that it could get canceled. The players on the other hand, although they understand that are not willing to renegotiate their play or their, their pay. And so they're saying we're not, taking a pay cut but in return we'll give you more games you know we'll say we're 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 ready to say okay we'll play 114 regular season games we'll let you have expanded playoffs up to 14 total teams not just this year but next year too when we're back to normal um we have systems in place that will uh you know allow us to uh adhere to proper safety and health guidelines um You know, we have uh, service time uh, issues. We have, you know, we we have all these things kind of like hammered out and ready to go. But the big problem is that the players don't want to take another pay cut and they're willing to play more games in order to make uh, up for it. And the owners are saying no, because if we do that, the postseason will be in November and into December. And they don't want that.
1: So. I got a, I got a logistical question. Okay. So what if, or I guess suggestion is, is the owner's reasoning for having the post season during the regular time just for ratings or is it, I mean, what else is happening? I know football is happening right. in, the, in November and in December, but what if, I mean, if it's too cold to play, why not just play in the spring training facilities?
0: Well, it's not only about that. I think it's about public health. Because if
1: right.
0: if if coronavirus comes back in a second wave, so to speak, then the problem is that they're going to have to shut down and cancel the postseason. And it's not just about mm-hmm. ratings and, and whatnot. It's about revenue. And it doesn't matter. It almost doesn't matter what the ratings are. They know they're going to make bank during the postseason because of what they can make. They can charge for television revenue and so on and so forth.
1: So why not just make, I mean, so why not just have empty stands then and play?
0: Again, they're totally fine with that. The, The concern is that if public health deteriorates, it doesn't matter whether there are people in the stands or not. It's the safety of the players at that point, where they say if coronavirus returns and becomes widespread, you know, public health will force them to shut down, regardless of the situation.
1: So then it's out of their hands anyway. Exactly. So so why so do the the players must the players union must know this, right?
0: Absolutely. What it is is it comes see the, the, the the variable here that we don't know is that the players have their salaries made public, okay? Everybody knows or can access what each player makes mm-hmm. as a salary. What we don't know are what the teams make. We don't know. I mean, we have estimates of, as to what they are valued at, but we don't have access to their exact books. We don't know what they're bringing in each year. We don't know what they can then turn around and spend as a result of it and say they're either actually making or losing money. Um,
1: Is there, aren't they a franchise? Yeah. Technically not exactly a business.
0: Right. And they don't have to, they don't have to divulge that information. Right. Um, You know, so as a result of that, the players and the public don't have any information to say, oh my God, you, you can't be crying poor here. You are, you know, you, you, your idea of losing money, you're still bringing in a billion dollars. How, you know, how is that? poverty to you you know their Mm -hmm. definition of poverty is different than you know the normal definition of poverty and Mm -hmm. so so that's where the 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 problem lies is that you know logistically speaking the owners believe they cannot afford to lose the postseason if they restart because they're going to lose so much money as a result of that it's just not going to work so that's why they want to take every precaution to minimize the chance that the postseason could be canceled. Now, you could easily say, for example, as you were just inferring, okay, uh, let's say that for the postseason, we're going to take all the teams to a neutral site in the south of of the states where there's a dome, and we're going to just have them play, you know, all at the same site or same group of sites in order to, uh, make this work so that the games aren't going to get canceled so that, uh, you know, we still won't have uh, fans uh, in the seats. The weather will be reasonable, you know, whatever the case may be. And that and that very well could be. But doesn't matter if the weather is beautiful and if there's a roof or not. If public health demands that they shut down, then they have to shut down. Hmm. Okay. so So that's the whole reasoning behind it. And we just don't know what you know, why they would force that other than saying we can't afford the postseason to be lost. And, you know, and and that hinges on what they would stand to lose. I mean, Mm -hmm. there are, there are already teams saying we're going to lose, you know, billions of dollars as a result of this. And that's why this is going to be problematic from the get-go. I mean, you know, we've seen teams furlough uh, staff, as a result of it mm-hmm. uh you know paying minor leaguers is is problematic we've talked we talked to jeremy wolf about that so there's there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff to go on
1: and i would imagine since the 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 profits of these franchises can't be disclosed that they could theoretically be making it up
0: absolutely right? <laughs> I mean, absolutely they could... well the other thing too is that it, they can be disclosed you know it's not there's no law that says that they can't come out and and make it public. It's just that they're not required to, you know? So Can
1: they be made to, I mean, I'm sure if things got down to it legally,
0: I mean the, the players association is demanding that the owners release their books saying that we are negotiating in good faith. And without this happening, we can't, we can't negotiate in good faith anymore. Right. So, so there is, although there's no legal statute, there is a demand for it so we'll see where that has to go but mm. you know like we i was looking at some of the the editorials that c- certain writers were were writing about it because you know you got to you got to write something and <clears throat> you know a lot of people trying to figure out you know is this just all greed on all different sides you know and i think that at least in my opinion as i as i was reading this it's tough to 100% place blame at this point because there are so many unknowns, mm-hmm. you know. If you go back to the strike of 94 and some of the other labor issues that have occurred prior to that, okay? There is a history of collusion on the part of the owners. So you could easily based upon pre- past precedent say the owners are at fault yet again. Thus, necessitating the strike from the players.
1: I would even say that the players are being—I mean, not to take sides, but I would say the players are being rather reasonable, saying that they'll play more games. I mean, albeit this is a completely different kind of monetary wealth we're talking about right. here. But, yes, but I mean, I—I I would imagine that if they're willing to play more games for the same amount or less really going into next season. Right. Then I don't know.
0: I, think I would, it's- no, I would agree with you. My intuition tells me that the players are being very reasonable here, you know, and, and it would make to me, you know, negotiations in good faith would say, okay, if, you know, if, if the postseason means that much to the owners, then rather than everybody digging their feet in, is there a way to compensate for the fact that if the postseason gets canceled, how would the owners make up those lost revenues? And the players have even proposed or have begun to propose ideas on that, saying, we will take deferred payments, So although you are going to be on the hook as a team to pay the full amount of our prorated salaries, as per our most recent negotiation, we are willing to defer those payments up to two years, you know, before, before it's required for you to pay that, you know, so that you can make money back, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I don't know the, enough about the financials to say if that would be a you know a cure all for these for some of these on franchises team, exactly seen. because because a very poor team you know the Royals the Marlins what you know wh- how, whoever you want to point to mm-hmm. you know where their payroll is already very very small mm-hmm. um, I don't know if like a two year window is enough to um, you know allow them to survive you know there might have to be right. some other compensation with regard to revenue sharing or right. or something i don't again i don't know what that would be it's
1: not going to be a one size fits all situation
0: exactly exactly it would it would almost seem to behoove them more to say okay is there anything else that we could do that is fair for this deferment plan that would make this work. Whatever that, and I don't know what that would be. They would have to kind of get creative. They would, mm-hmm. they would have to do something. And I think that's kind of where some of the impasse is at, right. um, because they don't, they don't really, really want to do that work. You know, um, I actually read an article last night. Um, former Commissioner Faye Vincent, who was Commissioner just prior to Bud Selig, so he he was Commissioner right before. They got to the 1994 season, and there was the player strike and whatnot. Faye Vincent came out and said very plainly, I think it was to Bob Klappish of NJ.com, the, the players' union is unbreakable. They have the most strength. They are they, – you just can't beat them. You can only hope to negotiate with them because baseball is a sport that is so – entwined in American culture that the threats of people who are going to turn away from it are going to be somewhat empty. People are going to come back to it in some way, shape, or form, especially because the 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 mode in which you can consume it is changing. You know, people simply do not have to go to the ballpark anymore to get their games. You know, you can get it on TV and radio and stream it on your phone and your iPad and your computer and God knows whatever else. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's you're just not going to lose the fans, mm-hmm. uh, in to the same degree that you might have in 1994. Right. So, so it would behoove the owners, in Faye Vincent's opinion, mm-hmm. to. Uh, say you've got to you've got to work with these players they're not going to back down and they're going to come out looking like the good guys just like they did in 94
1: what is uh what does Manfred have to say about all this
0: Manfred obviously is representing the owners so at the current moment he's playing hardball he is he is he is completely towing the company line from the from the standpoint of representing his owners and saying we're not we're not budging um according to ESPN, as of today, the owners are making one more offer to the players, which uh, includes like a 76-game regular season um, and then playoffs in October that will not be expanded. It'll only be the 10-team playoffs. Um, And then there are some different financial things that would be, you know, thrown at them as well. But again, there would be you know, various monetary things that would be problematic. And here's the other thing too. You you have to philosophically wonder what defines a decent regular season because baseball as a sport we know is a marathon, okay? Major League Baseball is a six-month marathon of 162 games. If you were to play the original plan that the owners proposed, which was like a 50-game season, give or take, Is that enough to determine a champion? And, you know, a lot of the people are saying, no, it's not. Because, Mm. you know, the first marker of the baseball season is Memorial Day. Okay. At that point, you've played about 50 games. You kind of know where you stand. And you know, okay, are we in a really good position to, to make a run here? Are we on like the, board? the
1: chemistry of your team? Exactly.
0: Sort of are we on the, on the border and we've got to you know play a little bit better and acquire some players and whatnot? Or are we just so far out of it we're ready to tank? Um, yeah. And the statistics show that going back to, I think like 2012, a very large percentage of teams who were not in one of the playoff positions at Memorial Day, Turned out to actually make the playoffs, the World Series, and win it. So, mm-hmm. so that's why a 50 game season is not it enough. Off the
1: dynamic,
0: exactly. You're you're not getting a decent product with a 114 game season. You're actually getting pretty close to, you know, what you would need to determine that champion. Um, the players also suggested in their most recent proposal that. Uh, they would make up for any revenue losses by taking the All-Star Game and the Home Run Derby and putting those after the season concluded mm. so that uh, the owners could still get the money from that. Um, because they would normally do that you know, in the middle of the season, and they, mm. they can't really afford to do that now in order to try and get as many games in. But they said, we'll come back. We'll come back after the postseason and do that if that's going to help you
1: what if they what i mean what if they played more double headers like i they, they would I'd, fit it in, in more and if 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 being you know if players were tired as a result because playing two one game is exhausting enough playing two is can be crippling right but i mean if what if they came up with a system where they can I don't know, implement their farm system a little bit more? I think games?
0: I think what the player's most recent proposal included was um, a number of scheduled doubleheaders. So that, for example, on a Sunday, you would play doubleheaders. Um, and I think that the contingencies of that would be things like when you play a doubleheader, the games will be seven innings each instead of nine. Oh, like the League. Exactly. <laughs> and on top of that, rosters would be different. So yeah. you know, they, they, I think what they were thinking, and again, I'd have to go back so and like look at that. Like
1: they're exactly. B players, right? Or, but they or would be players. What
0: they would ultimately say is that for this season, instead of having a 26 man roster, they would expand it to like 30 guys, and just say, "Listen, every team has a 30 man roster this season because we're going to be squeezing so many games in because there's going to be you know a limited number of off days. We're going to have double headers. We gotta we gotta rest guys. We gotta we gotta do all these things. And mm-hmm. and ball players are used to that." okay ball players are used to playing every day they're used to late night travel and you know quick turnarounds and things like that so that's not completely out of the equation for them but by adding more players and whatnot you now give managers more options to say i can rest more guys i don't have to go to guys the same amount you know so these are these are all things that they're trying to negotiate and say if we do this then we we see a way forward this season You know, the, so many baseball purists are even saying this is the season to try things. If you like them, you might like them. And if not, you know, you can just, you can just toss them for next year. You know, Mm -hmm. they're already, they're, they're talking that this season would have a universal DH. The national league would have a DH this year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, purists of the national league are, are coming out and saying, fine, go ahead, do it because this is the season to try it. If we don't like it, then we don't have to do it in 2021. Although a lot of people are thinking that the universal DH is going to be here eventually, no matter what, you know, another thing Mm -hmm. that they're considering doing is using the, uh, the, 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 the extra inning rule where I think at like the 11th inning or the 12th inning, uh, all teams start with a runner on second base. That way that, uh, you know, games don't go into 18, 19 innings. You know so there are, there are it's a bunch of different they' be
1: double headers
0: exactly they're just saying listen we gotta we gotta do something here mm. you know so so I think that the the players are operating in very good form here and i and obviously right. the owners are you know stuck looking at money, and I get it you know this is mm. there there's no obvious villain. You know, I th- we we I think we get so enamored by that 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 Hollywood type uh, template where it's so easy to pick out the antagonist, and in reality, that's just not how it works. You know, I know as you-
1: much as you'd love for this to be a Bond film, oh yeah. It can't be.
0: Listen, so. not for not for nothing, but from what we from what we witnessed with the Yankees and the Red Sox in London last year, I don't think James Bond would be a very good ball player. Maybe <laughs> cricket, maybe okay, maybe soccer, or as they call it, football. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, as the what, world <laughs> the world calls it. Football. Exactly, exactly.
1: <laughs> We're the outliers. Yes,
0: yes. Hey, hey, hey! Don't <laughs> don't don't patronize me. Okay. <laughs> Maybe, you know what? Maybe he'd be a great Baccarat player or Texas Holden player or, you know, or blackjack player. But, or, uh, uh,
1: what's the game with the high lie?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Backgammon, if you will, uh, yeah. in India with Fabergé eggs and loaded dice. Yeah. You know? Um, Spend
1: the money quickly. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I intend to. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, so so I feel like, uh, you know, you, you, you can't just write a script here and say this is the obvious good guy and this is the obvious bad guy, you know? Yeah. This is definitely more like uh, the opening crawl to Episode 3 of Star Wars. <laughs> Heroes are on both sides. Sides? Yeah. What
1: the hell was that?
0: <laughs> you know what that was? That was George Lucas not having his ex-wife, Marsha Lucas, there to look at him and go, the hell is this <laughs> rewrite this you idiot <laughs> so uh, yeah yeah so anyway but that's that's what we're looking at mm-hmm. and and i'm you know i think the the sportsmanship angle to this is to tell people to take a step back and say okay we all want baseball we all no, nobody here is really saying no nobody wants to play baseball this is ridiculous right um these are normal business negotiations there was there was a great tweet i saw the other day when um you know the union proposed their first plan and the owners proposed their first plan and they were both uh, rejected outright and somebody some writer tweeted nobody accepts the first offer from either side unless you're buying a car from your grandmother You know, that's how negotiations work. And I thought to myself, you know, we've all been there. We've all bought cars from our grandmothers before. (laughs) So, so this is this is clear, you know. So um I, I I would just say from the from the from the standpoint of sportsmanship, have patience, have a little faith. I know it looks bleak, I know that people are losing hope, and I know that it doesn't look like uh you know there's any light at the end of the tunnel to say that we're going to have a season in 2020 Mm. but you know don't don't paint the picture with the broad brush just yet we have to wait to see how exactly this will play out in its entirety before we can begin to label heroes and villains right you know in 1994 again during the the strike people were saying it's all greed it's all money blah blah blah. and it's not till after that that we were like yeah it looks like the players had it right you know Mm -hmm. you 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 can't really know this until a couple of years later so you gotta just take a step back and relax Mm -hmm. um it's kind of the same way that i tell people how to judge serial films you know star wars films bond films you know since we'll go back to that i say you you, Mm -hmm. you can have an initial opinion but I don't think you really close the book until the next movie comes out and you can compare it. Right. You know? So, and that's when I get into trouble and say Skyfall and Spectre were terrible, but that's just me. (laughs) So anyway, that's, that's kind of my op-ed on this is to say, we've, we, we we understand we all want baseball. We understand it's a negotiation. We understand there's a lot of money involved. Um, And you know, it, it, it would behoove people to have a little bit of empathy rather than just jumping to conclusions and say it's all money and we're all, you know, you know, we, we all got to just, you know, suck it up and play mm-hmm. because it's just not that simple. Right. So, you know, I, I, I hope that we can return to normal. I, I would love to return to normal right now. Okay. Yeah. I'm the, I, I know I'm the outlier you know, as the, as the 15 year veteran germaphobe, you know, I, I definitely get more frustrated than probably most people right now because I'm just not as anxious. I'm not as, I'm not as worried and whatnot. You know, I'm, I'm ready to say, guys, we're fine. You know, stop freaking out. So, but I
1: would it, say at least for the summer, you know, once the winter hits again with the flu season, it
0: very well could. Yeah. So, you know, right but that's why that's why i'm me and you're you and this is a a podcast and hey i can do it too i can point things out you know right yeah this 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 podcast is rated m for stupid right and (laughs) immature immature yeah (laughs) We got anything else for the good of the order? Because I feel like we, uh, like we knew this was going to be a quick one because there's not a lot to talk talk about.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I think I think this is this covered it.
0: Yeah. Well, then let's uh, let's put a bow on it because you know there's there's not a lot else to to get to. We understand. We wish we wish there were more sports, and we hope everybody is safe and well. Um, You know, keep putting the good vibes out there because I think we're moving in the right direction. And Mm -hmm. before you know it uh, we will be back to normal. Um, you know, if I can end with anything, I would say, you know, kind of like I said on the podcast that I did with, uh, and T-Mac over at close call sports, you know, be just admit that this is a, this is a tough time. This sucks. Okay. Um, your mental health is important. In fact, I would argue your mental health is equally, if not more so important than anything else that's going on right now. Um, So go ahead and, and admit that this sucks, get the help you need, do whatever it takes, because these are, these are unprecedented times and we're going to get out of this. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, just, just keep on keeping on as best you can. Mm -hmm. Uh, as always, you can contact the show, uh, via email podcast at osafoundation.org The website is osafoundation.org. Social media is facebook.com slash osafoundation. Twitter and Instagram at osafoundation. Hashtag how you play the game. Um, Sean, thank you. Uh, As always, it's great to see you and and have you back. Glad that you're you're healthy and you got over the bronchitis and, you know, or back to being whatever it is you do over there in your secret bunker.
1: I'm inspecting
0: it. Oh, you're inspecting the bunker. (laughs) inspecting the bunkers the uh title of my upcoming book by the way oh yeah yeah so just uh one of these yeah 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 (laughs) um everybody out there you know uh we 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 hope you're well stay safe stay well um be as smart as you can be respect each other's opinions okay that's the other thing too we tell each everybody at the end of the episode to treat each other with respect it's never rang more true right now we're going to have differences of opinions don't be that jerk who says that you're wrong and I'm right. Just, just it is what it is, okay? And, and say, and, and that's it. You know, respect each other, treat each other with respect, and we'll get out of this soon. So until then, as I just said, treat each other with respect. How You Play the Game is a production of the OSIP Foundation Incorporated. The producer engineer of this episode is Sean Ryan. Music by SoundSpring Studio. The executive producer of How You Play the Game is Jack Furlong. For more information, visit osafoundation.org.